Well, hello, lifers. This is Heather Drew. Surprise, surprise. And this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. I come to you with announcements. First of all, before we even begin, as you probably have caught on, next week is a very big week. Next week is our one year anniversary together. How exciting. Uh, so stay tuned. Make sure you check it out next week. Make sure you're uh, tuning in. I don't know if that <laughs> that doesn't really work for podcasts. Make sure you're listening. And um, another announcement is that I uh, Advent is on us, is upon us. And I'm not sure if you celebrate Advent, but it is my favorite season of the spiritual life. And I have an Advent blog coming your way. So stay tuned to that also on the blog section of this website. If you've not visited the website that this podcast is attached to, it is www.lifeinthewhirlwind.com. All one word, obviously. That's how websites work. And um, visit the blog which is, uh, you know, at the top, there's a bunch of links and blog is under one of those links. So visit that. Okay. Third announcement is this. I have an exciting, uh, announcement about a local event that I will be running, uh, next week. So for the anniversary episode, I'm going to announce this. I have to work out a couple, I have to iron out a few details, but, um, it's going to be in Philadelphia in my area and save the date. January 6th, 2018 is going to be a cool event that you will be invited to led by me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I hope you can check it out next week. Don't forget. See, now I wet your whistle. Now you won't miss next week, no matter what, because you want to know so badly. Okay. Those are my announcements. Now, drum roll, please. Uh, Today is episode 51, and this episode is called The Winter of Listening. So to paint a picture for you for a moment, uh, I want you to imagine I where I currently am right now. I am in my right side up room. Ooh, I said I was going to do an episode on that, and I still haven't done that. I will. I will. Probably in January. Um, this room is about... Oh, yeah. This room will be about a year old in January, so maybe I'll do it for uh, the anniversary of this room. Um, I'm in the right side up room in my house and I have, it's all dark outside and it's dark in the room, except I have 14 candles lit. There's no magic to that number. It's just how many candles I have in the room (laughs) that can safely burn without starting a fire. Um, all different kinds of things, all different kinds of candles, mostly white candles, uh, and little tea candles in cups and holders and all different things. So little tins, things like that. Anyway, hope you can imagine that. It's one of my favorite things to do. I always light a candle when I record these, but this time it's 14 because we're going to talk a little bit 
about what happens when winter times come upon us as they are doing currently. So if you live in the Northeast or in the Northern Hemisphere, winter is coming and this is the cold season. It's the season where we are going to have less light during the day and more time inside most of the time. If you are, you know, a smart person who does not like to be cold in ways that are not okay for your body, um, we spend a lot more time inside in the winter. We bake more, maybe. Uh, we drink tea. I do. That. I'm just telling you basically what I what I do in the winter time. I drink warm tea, hot tea, more often. I drink, um, you know, warm coffee, like hot coffee, you know, all these yummy warm drinks. And I bake more and I kind of like get under blankets. Um, and I, I tend to spend more time inside. Uh, I really, really enjoy the sun when it's out. So like when I walk my kids to the bus every morning, I'm really enjoying the sunrise. In case you haven't noticed, I really, really latch onto sunrises, especially in the winter. Because, you know, when you're thinking about it, um, winter is much more about reaching in than reaching out. So when we see sun, we, I think we appreciate it a little bit more in the wintertime. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about what this title means, the winter of listening. Uh, I went on a special retreat on Saturday, this past Saturday and, uh, December 2nd, uh, it was so lovely. It was a five hour retreat at uh, one of my favorite local yoga studios led by two of my favorite teachers. And there were 28 of us in a room. It happened to be all women for some reason. It wasn't only for women, but that's who showed up. And we, the retreat was basically, uh, it was a five hour retreat to, um, prepare for winter to sort of prepare ourselves for more reaching in and listening um, and less reaching out. So more almost introversion, like finding an energy, finding um, vitality from reaching inside instead of reaching out. So it was lovely. Um, on every level, I won't talk about it, but if you want to ask me about it, you know me, ask me about it, but I'm going to be talking about some of the stuff that, so some of the stuff I'm about to say is, uh, from this retreat. So, uh, one of the things that we talked about is, you know, when we think about winter, we tend to go remote a little bit more. So we tend to, you know, as we go inside of ourselves, we tend to go remote. We tend to withdraw slightly and we have less contact with people outside of us. And 
it's almost like, uh, I'm not a gardener. Well, I am, but I don't do it well. (laughs) Many of my plants die. Unfortunately, I really would love to be a skillful gardener someday. Um, but when you plant, you know, there's certain things that need to be planted around this time of year if you want them to come up successfully in the spring. And, um, you know, some people, there's a lot of things to be done. There's like a lot of switching out of things. Even if you're not a gardener, if you don't dig this whole garden analogy thing, just think about like even swapping out your clothes, your winter clothes, you know, you do this change around where you bring out the warm clothes, you bring out the sweaters, you bring out the blankets, you bring out the warmer, you know, bed sheets and clothes, you know, covers and things. There's a switching out, right? There's a uh, removing of the last season's stuff and uh, a placing of the new season's stuff for winter. And then we do it again in spring. So it's something to think about is in this remoteness, what is happening for you? And um, are you able to not just uh, (laughs) tolerate the winter, but what if you actually used it to listen what if you actually utilized the short, shorter days to go inside of yourself and listen to what is going on? Uh, speaking of which, I have to do a quick sidebar here because there's something adorable happening near me that I feel like really applies to this episode. Uh, Willow, who is our hamster, she's a dwarf hamster. She's very tiny. Um, she looks like a baby mouse. She's very cute. Um, she is in what I call psychotic hibernation mode. (laughs) She is in this weird mode. It's like something switches in her brain when winter's coming, actually switches in her brain and she hides all of her food. I think I've said this to you before, but it's so interesting because I'll fill her dish and within 10 minutes, this hamster has hidden food all over her cage. And right now she's nibbling a sunflower seed. She's like holding it in her teeny tiny little hands. I'm watching her and she's nibbling the shell off of the seed and eating the seed. Ugh, she's so precious. Oh goodness. I might need to post a picture of her so you all can enjoy her to the degree that a a picture can let you. (laughs) So you know, here we, you know, she's a perfect example of this. It's like this going inside, this like storing up, this gearing up for slowness. It's like speeding up to slow down. (laughs) So what's really interesting. So one of my teachers said, uh, yesterday in, during this retreat, she said, my, my teacher, Tara, she said, Uh, we were in a standing pose and we were doing, you know, there was a little bit of yoga, asana practice, physical practice. There was lots of different things that happened over the five hours, but part of it was physical practice. And, um, we were in a standing pose and we were doing some hard stuff just before this. And it was actually quite hard to stand still. And she said, just notice 
how it's harder to stand still than to move. And it was just really interesting because we had been moving. We'd been sort of in a flow practice and then we were holding still. And she said, just notice how it's harder to hold still than it is to move. And I thought about this. I thought about how um, when there's goodness to find in the stillness and the quiet, it can be hard to find the stillness and the quiet. It's something to fight for that we need to fight for. And um, what is it that we are fighting for? That's the question. And it's an important question. And it's what I want to get at in this episode. It's what I want to get to in this episode. So I think, you know, I, I am of the persuasion that there is a true self sort of locked away inside of us all. And it's not, it's, it's both, uh, very particular and unique. And it's also at the same time, uh, very universal and connected to everyone else, every other person that you've ever known. Um, an interesting, an interesting thing about this true self is it's kind of like, um, something that wants to be known. And so it spends a lot of time getting your attention and trying to get your attention. So the authentic self that lives inside of you, wants to be lived out in you. It wants your body to be involved. It wants you to manifest it in the world, in your life, in your choices, in your day-to-day, in your movements, everything. Your authentic self is sort of waiting to be lived. And I think this is part of why, uh, stillness and going internal is so important in the winter time. So you can hate the winter. You can hate being cold. Fine. You're allowed to hate that. Um, but you know, let's, let's have a little reframe moment here. Even if you hate the cold, what would it look like to spend the winter looking inside and trying to listen for the authentic self that is trying to to get your attention. Uh, In the remoteness, it's almost like, it's almost like living on a deserted island. It's like, I have this, I have like a deserted island fantasy all the time of just like being alone, (laughs) having all my favorite books, uh, having some sunshine, having some, you know, these various things around me that I just absolutely love. But I, you know, I'm sort of obsessed with exploring and enjoying things. So this desert island analogy always goes well in my mind. Um, but if you think about remoteness, it's it's this sort of thing of like, there's no one to please. There's no one to perform for. Uh, there's nobody watching. And because, you know, when you're in this internal space of listening in the winter of listening, um, when you're sort of folded in slightly, for a period of time, for a season. It's not narcissism. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you should give birth to your false self. That's narcissism. Oftentimes that breeds narcissism. Um, but what you're doing is you're sort of like stripping away 
your performance self and you're looking for your authentic self in the desert island that is the winter of listening. (laughs) What a concept. Um, I happen to believe that seasons change for this very reason. One of this is one of the many reasons, but this is a very important reason. So here's something that's true, and I think this is also a reason people hate winter, and they hate this uh, this concept of going inside. Um, there's a deep loneliness in the listening. There is a deep loneliness in the going internal. And, um, that's something to be aware of because I think what happens is when we feel lonely, impulses and compulsions kick in and tell us to go back outside and reconnect to somebody outside. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying spend your entire winter, like not looking at sunshine or like not going outside. Don't become a hermit. Uh, but when you feel the loneliness, what would it be like to just sit with that? You know, I've said this before. A lot of you have responded to this concept of sort of like sitting in loneliness. I gotta tell you, it's like one of the hardest things I've ever done and it's extremely fruitful. Um, it's, you know, what we call in yoga, we call this the, the tapas, you know, it's this, this refining fire burns away the impurities of life sitting in the loneliness. And, um, here's what I can say is, uh, there's a certain, um, how do I say this in this loneliness and in this stillness, it sounds sort of like you become small in stillness. Like I think people sort of imagine that they become smaller But what actually happens is that you're tuning into a largeness about yourself that you typically external busyness feels really big and then internal gets small. And so when external busyness gets small, internal noise, like the volume goes up. It's like you're turning up the volume of your authentic self that is often quieted by all this external busyness. So there's a certain untamedness in the sitting still and the listening. So it will come and that's normal. So just sit through it, like ride it out. I promise it's worth it. Also feels really unnatural and crazy and windy. It's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about that. Uh, I mean, it's okay. You're going to be all right. I can basically promise that. Um, So yeah, that's what we're going to try. Like, I would love to try that with you. I plan on doing this. I am going to use this for sure. (laughs) Um, And here's what's really beautiful. And this is something that Tara said uh, about the authentic self. You know, it's almost like when we get quiet and we listen, it's almost like we know into something that we already know. (laughs) Like we've talked about being and becoming. It's like we already are certain things, but we have to spend a lot of time becoming. It's like we have to do a lot of releasing. It's almost like, you know, falling into something that's good. Um, 
we know into something that we already know when we sit and listen in the stillness. Okay, so where did this beautiful title, I wish I could say I created this beautiful title, The Winter of Listening. I did not. Um, You can probably like take, you know, within five guesses, I bet you could figure out who, (laughs) who, uh, who used that first. Since I basically only talk about five people on this podcast over and over. Let's see, which one is it? Mm, David White. It's David White. David White, my dear uh, favorite poet, uh, he has this poem called The Winter of Listening. So David White and I have a soul connection that he's he doesn't know about yet, but he will someday. And um, <laughs> uh, I hope if one of you knows him, I hope, yeah, it's, tell him about me, but you know, I hope it doesn't sound creepy that I just said that. I would love to meet David White. It's definitely on the bucket list, but, um, David White and I have this strange soul connection where we tend to go through similar things and he usually goes through them way ahead of me. And that's great. And I always tend to find his books right when I need them. So a book where I am camping out right now is his book called the house of belonging. And it's a book of poems. And in this book of poems is one of my favorite poems, and it's called The Winter of Listening. So if possible, I'm going to, so I'm going to read this poem in a moment. If you are in a specific place where you might be able to lie down and relax, would you consider doing so? If that's safe for you to do, um, you know, if, if lying down is not your favorite, maybe you just sit in a chair uh, and sort of just let yourself settle in and relax into the chair for a moment. But if you're driving or if you're walking or running or something, please don't worry about that. But maybe you practice this at a different point. Um, so if possible, lie down and... Um, just kind of come into a place of stillness in your body. And when you are in a place of stillness in your body, there's a certain heaviness that happens. You can almost feel your body surrendering to the floor or the chair. And there's a certain weight to your body. You feel it being held by the ground or the chair. And just take a nice inhale through your nose and let go of an exhale through your nose. And if you're lying down, I want you to sort of imagine that your front body is open to the sky toward God, if you will. That the front body is um, receiving, uh, love and, uh, something. And if it feels more important or useful, uh, feel free to roll onto your side and sort of curl up into a ball. If that feels right, maybe just listen to your body and see what it wants. 
and how it wants to sort of experience this poem. I don't know. But either way, wherever you are, um, and it's safe to do so, feel free to close your eyes if you'd like. I, I like closing my eyes. It sort of focuses me and sort of makes me able to connect inwardly. Um, something that Parker Palmer, if you know Parker Palmer, he's another pretty famous writer. I really enjoy him also. Um, very wise, insightful person. He says, this is one of his favorite poems as well. Um, I saw an article that he wrote about it and he says this about this poem. This poem takes me on an inner journey, touching on things that I need to remember and truths I need to embrace. I hope it is a gift for you. (laughs) So Parker Palmer and I both hope it is a gift for you. I will read this poem for you now. In your relaxed state, your body involved, somehow. Uh, The Winter of Listening by David White. I will read an excerpt. No one but me by the fire, my hands burning red in the palms, while the night wind carries everything away outside. All this petty worry while the great cloak of the sky grows dark and intense round every living thing. What is precious inside us does not care to be known by the mind in ways that diminish its presence. What is precious inside us does not care to be known by the mind in ways that diminish its presence. What we strive for in perfection is not what turns us into the lit angel we desire. What disturbs and then nourishes has everything we need. Disturbs and then nourishes has everything we need. What we hate in ourselves is what we cannot know in ourselves, but what is true to the pattern does not need to be explained. Inside everyone is a great shout of joy waiting to be born. Even with the summer so far off, I feel it grown in me, now and ready to arrive in the world. All those years listening to those who had nothing to say. All those years forgetting how everything has its own voice to make itself heard. All those years forgetting how easily you can belong to everything simply by listening. You can belong to everything simply by listening. And the slow difficulty of remembering how everything is born from an opposite and miraculous otherness. Silence and winter has led me to that otherness. So let this winter of listening be enough for the new life I must call my own. So just notice what you notice about this poem. Highlight in your mind the things that stood out to you. Maybe there were some words in there that really jumped out grabbed your attention, concepts, maybe you had images or sensations that you noticed, any thoughts or feelings. 
And I will invite you to this, this week. And this is the beginning of a longer invitation. You can continue this into the entire winter until spring comes. I would invite you to do so. But here's our invitation. What does this dark, cold winter want you to see and hear? What does it want you to know into? What kinds of things want your attention, want their voices to be heard? Um, What are the things that want you to belong to it simply by you listening or vice versa? What is it about this poem that stands out to you that you would like to plant within yourself and let it sit inside of you this winter as you go deeply internal in this winter time. May the darkness give you a strange attention to light. May your attunement to your inner space give you an awareness of your authentic self. And may you invite yourself deeper each day. Thanks for showing up, my friends. I'll see you next week. Take great care. praying for something to happen to her Every day she writes words and more words Just to spit out the thoughts that keep floating inside And she's strong when the dreams come Cause they take her, cover her They are all over The reality looks far now But don't go How can you stay out? Fullness inside How can you stay outside There's a beautiful mess inside
I guess I have 